if if you need a song written about some stuff, get you know, send it my way, and I'll see what I can come up with. There you go. You could write a song, and uh, I could like, I could sing it or something, or I could play it with the flute. All right, what's up, everyone? We've got someone who I haven't really played with too much, uh, but he's kind of a big deal. Uh, casual 14 million in tournament winnings and number three on the the Player of the Year championship, Jeremy Osmus. How's uh? Seems like this year's going great for you, hasn't it? It is. Things have started well. Uh, can't complain. Having a great year, been fun. Cool. Uh, well, let me ask you this: Is it bittersweet that you're not number one? Are you aiming for number one, or is it? Uh, are you just happy to take whatever place you land on? For for like DPI, you're saying or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I have a family, I'm married, so I'm not on the constant tournament grind, right? Like some of these guys are. So. Um, mm -hmm. on, I, I like the, the leaderboard and things like that. It's, it's kind of cool when you're, when you're way up there, but, um, and it'd be cool to like win it. You know, you don't really win anything except for like, like bragging rights or whatever, but, um, you know, it's kind of fun, right? Cause in poker, you know, you play cash or whatever, it's not measured. This is kind of, kind of a measured thing, but it, it, it you could argue it's not completely fair with high rollers, but I think it's the best system there is for balancing all of it, you know? So, um, so yeah, like, you know, I'm missing some tournaments right now in Texas and I'm kind of just taking time off before the world series. So I'm not really, really trying to, to win it, but you know, it could, it could happen. I play enough that it could happen. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess, uh, be a nice, pleasant surprise of sorts. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about, how much real competition there is to win that thing. But it's also like one of those things you just can't control at all. Sure. Um, yeah. So like what's, um, what's, uh, in your scope of like what you're trying to do? I feel like I've seen you play some mixed games and all that. I don't think we've played that much to be honest. We haven't, we've played recently the 25 K mix at the Aria, the, the 25 K little like championship event they had for that mixed game series. Oh yeah. I remember that. I saw your picture on Twitter that when I was okay, when I was, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a picture of you and put it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm using your name and likeness for my, <laughs> to publicize myself. But, uh, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Ashen was in the one seat. I was in, or he was in the, the last seat close to the dealer i was in the one seat you were in the four seat um uh, some other people were going in and out of the other the other tables albert was there uh to your left i think but um but besides that honestly we haven't we haven't crossed paths very much um i've kind of been more like a i was a mid mid high stakes like no limit guy forever in vegas and online back pre black friday and then i just went to live poker and you've kind of always been the nosebleed guy playing the highest mixed stakes and uh no limit or whatever and a lot of stuff overseas i've kind of kept more in the u.s and then the last few years i've been focusing more on eye rollers and things like that uh, there's been you know quite a few of them now so do you have um, do you have any uh anything that you give 
uh, credit to that, or anyone that give, you give credit to that help you reach the highest stakes in poker? Um, probably the most credit to someone like Jason Kuhn. He's a good friend of mine. Um, talk a lot of poker, looked at a lot of, you know, studied a lot of different stuff with him and looked at things. And uh, he just, he's helped me think about the game in, in different ways. Um, and kind of like the whys from the solver, you know, like why it's doing certain things. And then you can kind of apply that to a lot of different things. I think he's just super, super sharp. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have him as a close friend to, to improve because, you know, before that, like I was kind of like a lone wolf kind of guy in, in online poker back in the day and even live poker. I didn't have a, a you know, a, a lot of close friends that we really just talked about poker all the time together. I would just do my own studies, like study my database back in the day and things like that. So now I kind of have more of a core group of friends that, that are play at a high level that we bounce ideas off of and uh, discuss strategies and things like that. And I think, I think it's pretty important, you know, it helps a lot. Well, shout out to Jason Kuhn. Uh, yeah, pretty solid friend to have in the poker space. Uh, he's also a family man as well. Both of you guys got that in common too. Um, do you find, well, it sounds like that does impact your playing a lot because it's like, you know, I imagine if you're taking care of kids and stuff like that, you just aren't going to have that much time to play like tournaments. And it might be a bit stressful if you have like some downswings depending on your financial situation and all that. If uh, you go on a losing streak... Yeah, it's a lot different than when I built my bankroll, like in 2004 and five, it's just you, you know, no one's depending on you. And you kind of need that to get off the ground, honestly, because when it's just you and you don't have, you know, high living expenses or anything, it's, and back then it was easy to spend up money. Um, but now it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be conservative. You know, you have to be more careful whenever you have a, you know, house payments and car payments and, uh, you know, people depending on you and things like that. I can't go broke, you know. So so are you playing, like, a lot of the 100Ks or a lot of 25Ks? Because I feel like, um, if, I feel like if you, like, the 10Ks and 25Ks are far softer than the 100Ks. I, that's my personal opinion. Is that going yeah. from 25K, well, there's not that many 25Ks is the thing. And then there's just a bunch of 100Ks, and it's all, like, the top players in a handful of fish or VIPs, uh, like, a few of them. I would say not even really a handful, like, half a handful. And you just have to be, like, a top 200 player to really, like, consistently make money at those and, like, maybe make swaps and things like that. Probably my average buy-in is, like, 10 to 15K. But last year I played probably, I don't know, four or 500K. 500Ks or something like that. So not, you know, I'm not traveling and just looking to play 250s and 100s and all this. Do you find that poker helps you in some kind of ways with raising a family or no? I don't know. Not really. I mean, it helps in the sense that I can um, take off. I have to play every event or, you know, it's like being your own boss. So that, that's sure. the biggest advantage, I think. Um, I can just kind of take off when I want and then travel here and there and play and then come home 
from poker for a week or two, like I'm doing right now. So that that's definitely the biggest plus um, is just the you know freedom it allows when you want it. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's a big thing. But do you, um, do you find that poker helps you in some kind of ways in any other areas of life? And I got a second question, which is, would you teach your kids poker? They can become poker pros also. Not uh, honestly. I don't. You know what I've learned in poker. I don't think it. It probably does just affect all my decision making, how my thought process on everything, and even just yeah, maybe how we discipline or something like that. But I haven't really thought about it that much and like noticed something direct from poker that I carry over. You know. But I think it keeps, like, I have a, a calm demeanor. I mean, I've always had that. That's not really a poker. It's it, I, I naturally have it, and it carries over well to poker, luckily. But it's not something I've developed from poker, really, I don't think. So that that is key, though, for staying calm when, when everyone, you know, the kids are screaming and everything is crazy at home, which some, some you inevitably deal with when you have two kids that are two years apart, you know, and... Uh, there's stressful times. So, um, so that's a big thing. And as far as them learning poker, watch the streams some, and they're, they kind of learn some stuff on that. But, um, they, I try to teach them. They, I don't know. They're not, I try to teach them chess poker. I love chess too. Um, well, I have a love hate relationship with chess, but anyways, they, they're not just dying to learn it, you know? Um, sure. They're 12 and 10 now, and they're just, they, they don't know much about it, honestly. They don't know no. what's going on exactly, but they like to watch it and just kind of watch, you know. I, I wouldn't be, I hope they do other things, honestly, too. Um, I'm not dying for them to learn poker and get into poker. And... Well, I do think for sure that if someone's not really interested in poker, that uh, they shouldn't be a pro unless they have like a group of friends that are already playing and they already like have a successful business. Like that seems like a viable option too, uh, to not be that obsessed. And that's, yeah, I still yeah. think that for the successful person, the person who's successful already, it's viable, which is unique. So a lot of things really aren't, or at least take like a really long time to be viable. And then, yeah, I, I have started to realize while I do think uh, there's a future in it, um, it's uh, better for the people who are really, really into it. And I still think it needs to be entertaining somehow. I really do think it's got to make that shift. I just don't know how exactly. Uh, that would just solve a lot of problems if there was like people sponsoring money and things like that. But that's... It's, it's a hard sell, but it's also really worth it if it succeeds. Totally agree with that yeah. point. Yeah, like other sports. But yeah, but that's that's the difference, is that people really love watching those sports, and there's just so much side money. Exactly. That, uh, I mean, it, it looks like a... It, it'd be interesting to see if it actually happens. Anyway, I'll be the proof of concept for that, although um, a couple things... Uh, one thing I want to mention, I'm really curious actually to see if poker creates, um, if po poker helps people become more calm. I feel like it, mm, I also is always a calm person. Like mm -hmm. definitely that's my natural predisposition. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I, uh, so you don't think that it, it really helped you become calm. You're just always calm yourself. Because there's a lot of people that are not like that, by the way. Me, personally, I've always been very calm. Um, but that's not to say that some people don't get more calm playing. You know, you do have to sit for long periods of time and focus on something, you know, very closely. Maybe just doing that kind of fosters calmness, right? I don't think that's too unreasonable. Sure. Well, not only that, but what I'm thinking is that, you know, where calmness really comes from is just like knowing, seeing the big picture a lot, which uh, is really a big thing in poker because you just like can't be successful without seeing the big picture. And that's like kind of unique, actually. There's a lot of uh, job or places to work in where you don't really have to see the big picture. Um, certainly you're an, or someone's in job in marketing or whatever, they just have to be good at like marketing, whatever they have to be good at marketing. But a lot of the things that they market aren't necessarily things. I mean, it's happening a lot today, actually. Um, a lot of things that are marketed uh, are not at all big picture things. And in fact, it's like in the long run, like a super net zero um, some game, in my opinion, or big mm -hmm. super zero. Uh, it looks like it from my perspective. But, um, you know, the poker doesn't work that way. You do, you have to have a strategy that will work eventually if you want to win. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and like you said, maybe that's something I've learned more, you know, that I kind of carry over in my life too that I don't think about. Because I am thinking about long, you know, like, like the kids' future and what they're doing and things like that. And that it's probably just having that mindset all the time probably – I bet you're totally right. It probably just carries over. All right. Yeah, so um, it'd be really interesting to see if, to see some kind of data that shows poker creates a certain kind of um, underlying calmness from being able to see the big picture or from being able to focus you know, for hours on end. I think that for sure creates calmness as well. Um, I mean, yeah, one thing that is really interesting in poker that just doesn't happen in other sports well it does happen in sports i would say but it doesn't necessarily happen in a lot of areas of business or in people's real life jobs where you could say the games are really big is that you actually do see the long run if you play long enough in poker uh you see the big picture you feel it which is a hard thing to do um mm -hmm. that's something that i personally want to explore a bit more and whether it can actually be used in a positive way it's, it's a it's a very hard lesson to learn it takes time and, um, you know, uh, talking about poker being more entertaining, I've heard that you've got some musical talents of sorts. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, uh, I put out a couple of little poker songs that, uh, that I kind of wrote. So, yeah, they're, they're, kinda, they're, they're mildly entertaining, I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an added spice. I don't know how this would work in like a the a what is it um a you know like a high stakes poker game i guess like theoretically they could be used to distract like yeah <laughs> i mean i've never seen anyone really do that but i don't see why that would be against the rules a lot of things are not against the rules like steaming people up is not against the rules um so maybe True. something like, like that is a thing. Like that can be a thing to do things that are distracting. Um, but uh, 
I mean, I have a hard time seeing you do it. I, it would make me happy if you did it, just because, uh, first of all, no one does it. And I happen to like when people do weird shit. So. <laughs> I, I have no plans as of now to bring my guitar in. I've seen a, a guitar in the poker room one time uh, at the Bellagio playing cash games. There was like a, a guy who came in off the street who was like a street performer. A, I don't know. He... he he appeared to be homeless, possibly. He um, had his guitar in there, and my, a friend of mine, this was probably seven or eight years ago, asked him to see it, and he started playing and singing, and, um, you know, a lot of people thought it was really cool. Um, but that's the only time I've ever seen it. And I, you know, when I wrote these poker songs, it, that wasn't on my radar whatsoever. I had just been playing more music, and... Uh, just kind of, I don't know, just some creativity, you know, pops in your head sometimes, you know how it is. And I've been trying to like, when it does, like get it down on paper or record it. And then I'm like, you know, this could be kind of cool. Like prior to that, I'd written a couple songs, like for a friend's birthday, and just random little things that I, little blurbs and I send to friends and people seem to be liking them. So this one I took more seriously and I like really sat down and wrote it and spent some time with it. And, uh, I thought it, I thought it turned out good. I, I I like the process of writing the songs. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's kind of like a puzzle. You know what I mean? Um, it's got to all go together, and and it's got to rhyme or mostly rhyme. And uh, it's it's very. I find it quite satisfying to write the. I think that's what I'm best at. I you know the singing. I'm like so so. I've gotten a lot better, but I used to be awful. The playing. I'm okay, but the I think the lyrics is is what I enjoy the most. And I've done the best set. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, well, I have a few crazy ideas. Uh, first of all, first of all, I don't see why this can't happen in real life. Other than it's a little weird. But I'm personally not shy. I'll do weird shit. You gotta start. You gotta learn guitar. Then. Well, I've got the flute. I've been learning the flute, uh, or at least I was, and then I decided, okay. I need to practice a bit more consistently. When I figure out a couple things, like I get this content stuff uh, nailed down, I, I will revisit the flute and I'll play it. Um, but it's kind of like one of these things where it's like kind of low on the totem pole, right? I've got all these crazy things up here that are quite high. Sure. Playing the flute, while it's kind of cool, I, I don't really know what the benefits of it are. I would just like to learn a few jingles and like whip them out occasionally. Uh, I have a few crazy ideas with it, but it's going to take a minute before it happens. And sure. I'll tell you what, if you bring your guitar, I'll bring the flute and we can, uh, <laughs> have a, a duet. Yeah. It's all about a duet. Yeah. And then someone at the table could sing. It'll be a trio. Yeah. Sounds there you great. go. There has been talks, by the way, of a poker band. So, you know, Jason, Jason Coon should have let you in. He plays the guitar. He plays, uh, He's I'm the I'm I'm the part of the band, man. This band you, talking about. Oh, you are in the band. Okay, yeah. so I'm in the band. All right. Well, I I already play the piano. The problem with the piano is it's I, oh, it's, it's it's the opposite problem of the flute. It's really easy to play, but you need a fucking piano. Is the problem? It's a uh, you know a bit problematic yeah. to like take around. Need a little keyboard. I I play piano a little bit too, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay, I played, I'm pretty good at it, or at least I was. Like, I could hypothetically play. Um, 
I suppose. Yeah, there's no rules against pianos and um, guitars. I don't know where this poker band's going to take place. But uh, one idea that I've got is to make... And I'm going to hold these motherfuckers to it. Um, and it seems like, by the way, you've got a taste for justice yourself. Is that right? I guess. I might. I, I suppose. Well, uh, you you did call out you did call out the one guy for cheating. Maybe you're not in on this. Yeah, yeah. The the um, yeah, I called that guy out for cheating. Yeah, because I think he was. For, I'm like certain he was cheating. You know. Okay. Well, at guess, this point. Well, guess what? I got an idea. Um, with this band thing, this poker band thing. I mean, you've probably seen seriously okay. Sirius's work. And, yeah, uh, great, amazing stuff. I mean, yeah. I feel like this is the way to do it. Because, like, the thing about calling people out is it's kind of like, it's kind of like, not, it, it brings a little drama and a little bit of negativity and whatever, but if you do it in a fun mm -hmm. way and you write, like, a song about them, but they can't even hate because you, like, say some things that are kind of a little bit good, but you also say, but this person's a piece of shit and owes money, um, or something like that, then uh, it's kind of a decent way for social justice of sorts to happen. In addition, many artists in history did this. So you know, this is what they did. They uh, wrote about things that they were passionate about, and they made it something that people actually want to hear, rather than saying, this person is mm -hmm. a scumbag. And, um, sure. and, yeah, I mean, they made like a following with it. This could be I mean, this would probably get like some attention in the poker media. I don't, I can't tell if it really inspires you or not from your response. I'm trying to get the wheels turning. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's crossed my mind. Like, so I've written two poker songs. I, I have another one in my head that I, I'll probably write. I'll finish it and record it probably. Um, but I considered something like that too, you know, about the cheating thing. But I haven't went down that road yet. But because it's kind of, I guess it's kind of old now, you know, this happened last fall, like, was it October, November? And well, I, I kind of already said my stuff about it. And, and oh. I talked to the guy about it and uh, uh, all of that. But I think it's a good idea. I, I like it. I do. Okay, well, this isn't just about that guy. And like, if there's no justice for, you know, that guy, like Mike Postle, for example, um, then, you know, there's still opportunity. I don't, I don't think that it makes sense to let these people, like, get away with it. That's not how it works. And they're all sure. too, if I'm really honest. Like, no one in poker has a spine at all. Uh, no offense, if that applies. Mm -hmm. I mean, but... Um, yeah, it kind of applies to me. I don't like to... Even calling that guy out is... I don't really get into any conflict. I'm not calling people out. I try to get along with everyone, so... <laughs> That could be could be contributed spineless also. That's fine, but I thought that I should make aware uh, the community aware of this guy and the situation is well, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, that's respectful of you. Yeah, it's important to make people aware of like what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, well, you don't you don't have to have it. Uh, you can have me um, calls. I'll call some people out. I get, I'm not like crazy. Too, I don't have too much spine. Dangerous, but. It, but I'm definitely calling these these idiots out. Uh, they just need yeah. to be. I'm happy to do it. Got a podcast now. Sweet. So I'm trying to recruit um, musical warriors. Yeah. If, if, if you need a song written about some stuff, get you know send it my way and I'll see what I can come up with. There you go. You could write a song and uh, I could like, 
I could sing it or something, or I could play it with the flute and talk a lot of shit. To, I mean, how, who's going to hate someone who writes a song about them anyway, even if they say, but they're also a scumbag and it was money. I mean, it's true. You're, you're kind of right. The songs are kind of endearing, aren't they? Um, a weird, <laughs> endearing mix of, uh, hate, like, uh, just endearing justice, something like that. It's a cocktail. Yeah. It's a good way to kind of, you're right though, in the fact that it's a good way to kind of express your feelings in a way that's palatable and, you know, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, you're, you're involved in the band already. I would really like to be part of the band and also talk some shit. I'm kind of into that. And I'm not really afraid of drama. Okay. Um, I kind of like, I was born in it a little bit. So... Uh, you know what? Uh, let me know, and um, I just I just really want to call some bitches out. I really this is like, why not? If I'm going to work the podcast a little bit, I like it, man. Let let me tell you, the band it's not it's it's slow going. So Jason started playing guitar, Seth started playing drums, but they're just they're just busy doing other things. So I'm the only one who's played for a long time so they can kind of play a couple things but in reality they're just they're we're supposed to get together and play a lot and it's just not happening like you know they're they're in cyprus right now and then before that i was in florida and it's hard to you know and you gotta it's really like a you don't just get together and play right you know how it is to learn anything you got to sit down by yourself and just put the work in right which they're great at doing in certain things but um they're just busy with they're just busy making that money in poker right now. So it's, uh, and they both have young families and they got other things going on. So whatever, I, I'm not hating on them, but the hold up with the band is, is kind of just us syncing our schedules and them playing more. If well, I can be I, 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 I'm, ready. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, I estimate, look, I want to get, uh, I want to at least relearn the piano. I got some jungle jingles anyway. Um, jungle I jingle. estimate that this is probably not going to happen until like after the world series, like concert, like, uh, ambitiously, I do not think it's going to happen right after the World Series, if we're really mm -hmm. being honest. But uh, I, I really want to explore this. I think you know I'm getting into the content game, and stuff like this can really go viral. And listen, hey, if you've got some more um, cheating people like doing stuff, I'm happy to call them out and in all kinds of goofy ways. I'll call them bitches. I don't care. Let them come. Like let them do anything. They don't. That's the thing. They all run and hide. They're all bitches, dude. Or um, at least or in like poker, they're all bitches. There's real, there's real yeah. gangsters out in, uh, you know, the real world, but not really in poker for the most part. I mean, there's yeah. only. Well, don't, company, don't mess with like, Doug, though. I, I hear not to mess with Doug. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I'll mess with Doug a little bit, but there's nothing to like. There's not that it's all love with him. He's uh, he's never done. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's done a lot of right things, actually. If anyone, my ass should be called out because I was misbehaving. I'm just saying you don't want. He might be a guy you don't want to go to war with in a in a, a content war with. That's what I'm saying. Because seriously, Siri is his is his right hand man. You know, he he he's the man. Well, what are you talking about content war? This is a this is a greater than zero sum game. That's partly what intrigues me, because like. The guys that watch his stuff can totally watch mine, and I'm not really even doing the same thing as him. He's doing something that I don't really even want to do that much of. Like, he's doing lots of, like... Uh, I'm not trying to... I don't want to jump on drama, uh, personally, but I will sure. cause some drama if there's some 
people that need to be called out. Uh, let's put it that way, especially if they're getting away with it. Like Mike Possel, for example. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one, one thing I realized, uh, but yeah, that's uh, one form of something that can happen. Why don't we talk about this situation with this uh, cheater before? What made you suspect that something was up? And uh, what was the process like to decide to do something about it? Okay, so this was the 7777 buy-in. So almost 8K buy-in, World Series bracelet event in the fall. Um, it first popped on my radar like, with a couple tables left, just looking at everyone, all the screen names and seeing who I knew. And I knew almost all of them, right? Um, I didn't recognize his name, which is fine. That's going to happen. But this was a 70-person tournament, I think, with re-entries. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very small. It's only Nevada and New Jersey, so it's just a small player pool. I know almost everyone in the field. Um, but not to say people can't play, like that's fine. And I don't assume that they'll be cheating unless they're playing like this guy was, which is he's playing like he's, you know, David Peters, you know? So just, and I think, so I've got a lot of heat from people who have no idea what they're talking about, basically about this on Twitter. Cause I put this on Twitter, like, Hey, this guy won, um, even though, you know, like I can't wait to battle live high stakes with them, even though his most of his caches are like in the $70 tournament at South Coast or something. Or it was it South? Was it South? It wasn't South Coast. It was, um, I, I'm, the name of the casino is slipping my mind now, but um, South Point, South Point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't saying that South Point people can't, play this tournament, but I'm saying it's odd, right, that someone's playing $50 tournaments at South Point and they're playing the highest buy-ins available on in within Nevada for a tournament, right? That yeah, that's pretty, he didn't, pretty telltale sign that something's up. Yeah, I mean, it's just something you should, like, think about and, like, look, watch for, right? So I watched him, and he played, I mean, he went at the final table, he went three streets like very thin and like really fast like it, it just the guy was clearly very like sharp from that coupled with several other plays like his i don't know his check raise out of the big blind was like through the roof um just several things his his bet sizings were always like super precise to target your range you know what i mean so the, the final table i knew almost everyone there but him and these are all pros but, you know, almost all of them, I can just watch and spot inaccuracies, right? You know, you know, like if you play, you, this is what, this is what the people who attack me and aren't like, not to put anyone down, but they don't understand the game at the highest level. They don't understand how quickly a top player can decipher someone's game as far as like, this is where, this is not a play of what this guy just did, right? Just his bet sizings are off, his opening sizes, his three bet sizing, you know. Just within a few orbits, you can, I think the top pros can really nail down if, if the names are all anonymous, who the top players are and who's not, right? Right. 
And even in the pros at the table, like there, no one's playing perfect, including myself, things stuck out to me where they were missing some spots here and there. This guy missed nothing anywhere. That, and I looked through all the hands afterwards, super sharp everywhere. Um, so yeah, I just thought it, it needed to be brought to the attention of, of people that um, this guy won and I thought he played perfect and I thought people should be aware of this account if they play with him more. Or if anyone knew him in real life, I was messaging people, no one's ever played with him, no one's seen him. Like that just, so how often does that happen? You know? Mm -hmm. So. I've got a question about that. How is he playing? Do you think that he was just some pro playing on someone else's account? Or do you think he was like cheating, cheating? Like, um, I don't know, somehow super using or whatever. Personally, I think it was. Uh, a pro playing on his account. I, I think I think it was like, you know, Ollie, right? He has a history and uh, is known to do this. And like, there's really very few people who it could be in Nevada, right? They have to be a top player and they have to be willing to do this and they have to be in Nevada. Like that really narrows it down to, to very few people, right? Point, yeah. And Honestly, I played a lot with, with Ali in the, in the studio. Uh, probably me and him have played so many hands together live. Um, he's probably a guy I've played against more than anyone in the last three years. And their, their styles, I just thought, were, were just, like I said, the check-raising flop. Ali would do that, like, exploit people. He would, like, do it twice as much as you're supposed to. You know what I mean? Always putting you in difficult spots. Um, and like I said, I wasn't 100% sure. But then, I don't know, the guy came out and said, said some stuff on Twitter a few months later. Well, first off, he was banned within three days of the tournament, right? I think that says a lot. I don't think it's because I just said something and they like, oh, ban the guy. Like, that's BS for people saying that. Um and then he, he wrote this Twitter thread like a month later. It just seemed kind of weird. And then I, I played a couple of hands with a guy in the Bahamas in January. I sat next to him. He was super nice to me. He was like trying to be buddies with me, which I thought was weird. I'm like, you know, aren't you a little like mad at me for calling you out and like, you know, ending your livelihood? He wasn't, he, you know, he wasn't mad at all, which seems weird. He played a couple of hands that, there, there's just, in my mind, at this point, there's zero chance the guy that played the final table at the tournament was this guy. There was two hands that stuck out to me. They, they just are clearly just um, not play of a top-level player, you know, whatsoever. Oh, I see, yeah. I mean, sounds really, really suspicious from my point of view. Do you... Um... Well, good job calling them out. I do really think that calling out these people is a really effective step in making it not happen because there, there should be some preventative measures for sure. And the only way to do that is to, um, is to reveal information uh, if it's relevant to preventing people doing the first in the first place. Um, have you thought a bit about, or do you care about uh, creating measures in order to prevent these sorts of things from happening? 
Yeah, I mean, I think online poker is in serious trouble if they can't do something about this, right? Because who's going to feel comfortable playing, especially, you know, medium to high stakes online if if you have to worry about this cheating? And the thing is, I wasn't even that mad about the whole thing because I expect this stuff to happen because as is now, it's just too easy to do, right? And that's why, like, I caught a lot of backlash from people, but it's not one person who plays poker regularly that I know at all, because everyone, everyone I talk to in real life, anyone who plays poker for a living, understood where I was saying, what where I was coming from, and and agreed with me. It was just a whole bunch of people who just thought I was a sore loser, right? That they don't understand how easy it, people can cheat and that it happens, you know. So it's not their fault. They're just you know, you can't expect everyone to know these things to be on top of what's going on. But I think for online poker to, to make it, you have to have some serious security measures and it, you know, it instilled a little hope that they got banned and, you know, WSOP doesn't release statements on these things, but they banned, you know, several players over the years for presumably cheating. Um, but without that, people aren't going to play high stakes. Like I, like I said, I knew what I was getting into. I expected it to happen, but the, it was still soft enough that I expect to make money when I go play this tournament, right? So I, I, I take it as a, you know, just a cost of doing business type thing. I was fine with. I wasn't like all mad about it or anything. I just wanted to let people know about it. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, it's good. What, it's, what can, it's good. what can be done is. Outside of uh, tracking people's screens, um, having a camera on someone, like maybe two cameras, like one front and then one in the back on their screen. Outside of that, it, people aren't going to want to go through those the loopholes yeah, of doing too, that. It's too much. Well, it's too much. And outside of that, though, how you know what what can be done? What I don't know what the answer. And honestly, I don't play a lot of online poker these days. It's not necessarily that. It's just there's so much live poker, and I'm enjoying that. Um, so I'm, I'm content doing that. I um, Well, I, I, I would take a different approach for making preventative measures. Uh, so, yeah, I totally agree. You can't prevent it, like, people from doing it, period. I should. I would say actually let them, but if they get caught, there's a really steep consequence. Like being banned would be one example. Um, but even before that, like I, I don't even know if the permanent ban is necessary. You know, unless like it, I would think that there's there should be ways for people should should have the option for redemption. Like certainly, if people turn around, then you like you could let them back play. Or playback, but like uh, I mean, there's like these kinds of things in uh, I mean, this is the theory behind jail, right? Um, there's a couple issues though with how jail works. I'm not a an expert in jail, but like you could do something like, yeah, you could create some kind of like drastic drastic penalties if they do get caught. They're enforceable um, across you know many different uh, like a, a sort of like mutual agreement across like all different poker sites or whatever. In addition. One thing that could be interesting is if poker, like some, like a group of poker players would get together. I mean, I think GG Poker is doing this 
and create a create some kind of solution that is mutually agreed upon by top pros, or at least like fairly mutually agreed upon, it doesn't have to be perfect, that uh, could be put in place that should these people do this, and maybe even in a way that, maybe even throw in some preventative measure, excuse me, preventative measures. Um, like I think making like a group get together and discuss this sort of idea would be, would re yield some interesting results because like people I think when they put their heads together can, uh, I think creative creativity uh, fosters in these sorts of situations. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think what Gigi is doing is probably a step in the right direction for sure. Um, yeah, you need you need top pros looking at, at hands, things like that. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I think the online security of just like catching them red-handed somehow is a, is a big deal. But you can't have all the overhead of all the cameras and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah it's too crazy. Um, yeah. Well... Not just looking at hands, by the way, but yeah, you do need like some experienced pros to look at these sorts of things and maybe even get paid some, paid something. But I'm just saying, just to get together and say, okay, we're gonna find a solution to this, then we're gonna test it, we're gonna sure. fucking do it and see how it works, and that kind of thing. And if it doesn't work, then okay, it's back to the drawing board and let's do it again. And then pretty much no more cheating, um, at least from my point of view. Like there's um there's definitely equivalence in history that have done well they've done something to get rid of like all crime in kind of effective ways but uh in much more complicated ways actually uh, such as cities like um well they do, they basically have zero tolerance policies like dubai and um singapore as examples somehow they've like almost eradicated crime um but maybe they're almost too uh militant I don't think they're overbearingly militant, though. Having been to Dubai specifically, Dubai is like fairly lenient. It's, in my view, almost too lenient because <laughs> it has quite a bit of toxicity. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right, and I think when I think the ban that carries over to live poker is probably doing a lot to deter people cheating because. That's a pretty big deal, right? If you're a professional poker player and you can't play live anymore, um, the problem is like on other sites is just people creating bogus accounts under people's names that are never going to play live. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's what that's what they do too. Um, but then then it doesn't affect the person, right? Um, so yeah, I think I think that's an effective way to. Uh, deter people if it's under their real account name from having someone else play on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do think GG has done a good job of that stuff also. And, um, yeah, I think that's a good good measure. Uh, it does require like kind of an effort of like, we're going to we're gonna do this, which I think people lack. But uh, I can I can be the driving force for that. Um, or part of the driving force, I should say. Yeah, so I, I got a little story about preventative measures. There was a, I, I've heard in um, these Asian games when they played for quite large stakes short deck that they used cameras on iPads and all that mm -hmm. to make sure people were playing. 
now people sure. would of course like aim the cameras at their foreheads and off to the side and all this nonsense and no one really gave a shit i heard a story of uh one vip falling asleep in front of the camera and still like playing like multiple tables so he's <laughs> snoring in the camera <laughs> That's hilarious. I haven't heard that, but I know I've I've heard that. I've seen those games where, you know, the the, the camera on them to, to ensure sampling. Yeah. That's that's really funny. Indonesia, they're um, yeah, it was very very uh, very common thing to have happen, and just no one really ever tried to. Well, they tried to do something about it, but no one really followed suit. One more um. Uh, one more thing I want to ask you before we uh, we close out. So, what's um, what are your plans for the future? Are you going to play some more 100Ks? You're thinking of playing the mixed games? Are you going to take me on in the 50K? Are you going to stop me from winning? I, I don't know. Well, I tried last year in the 50K and I didn't succeed. I guess we didn't play together, but I was in the tournament, so you got some of my 50K there. Well done, back to back. By the way, that's amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing, yeah, full schedule. Focus on you know just 10Ks and up at the World Series this year. Not I a lot of times I just play everything. I just bust and then I just jump in like late reg the 1K. I'm not gonna do that this year. I'm just gonna focus on the 10Ks and up. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll play the 100K. I think maybe in the 250 probably. Um, and I might play a couple hundred k's this year. Um, see how the year if it keeps going well. Um, the thing is, I mean, I went to Madrid last year for a Triton. I'm not going after the summer. I don't know if there's anything else in the fall. So, because um, there's not a ton of hundred k's in the states anymore. You know, most of them are EPTs or Tritons and things like that. So, if I'm going to play hundred k, I got to go over there, and I'll have to see what my fall schedule's like. I have nothing planned as of yet um they kind of got me hooked on the the whole pgt the poker go tour thing with the their whole leaderboard and the free roll and all this stuff like it's all u.s based stuff basically so you know they have a million dollar free roll at the end of the year and all this stuff so um mm-hmm. so oh, yeah, i, I play all the, i prioritize all those kind of uh, okay i mean all makes sense uh i prioritize a million dollar free roll too that sounds pretty sweet yeah, um, it, you know what? All all the 10k plus at the World Series count for the for the points for the leaderboard. Top 40 getting the getting the thing. So oh. you might just be there, man. You know, you win the 50k again. That'll be a lot of points. And there's two mixed. There's another mixed game series in the fall and another Halo series. So there's lots of chances to get in there. Fair enough. Okay, so um. All right, one last question before we go, and hopefully I'll find you at the uh, the free roll tournament. I'll find some weird question to ask you or something. Uh, so which poker player do you admire the most? Um, admire the most poker player. I mean, you know, I'm He's got a the most middle, respect points. Jerry middle. I'm mid old school kind of. So when I was coming up, Ivy was the man and he was for years and years and he's kind of still, you know, he's still up there. He won a few Tritons last year. He's a guy that just seems to have so much just 
just raw poker ability that in every game that I was always very impressed with with him. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys now who are phenomenal poker players. I mean, you're you're a guy who stood out to me as a guy who's just played a bunch of different games. You just took everyone on heads up, crushed everyone. Um, so anyone who does those things, I guess I've never done those things. Like I'm always just like playing the 2550 or whatever, you know, and grinding it out. Um, so those guys always, always stand out to me. Probably Ivy. He's just, you know, he's a, he's just the legend. And for, for years, he just beat so many people who they, it was their top game, you know, they were specialists and that's all they played. And he would go on full tilt and just and crush everybody. It was really amazing and cool to watch. I, I mean, it was, it's just pretty, pretty cool. I got to play him in the 25k heads up last year, which was, which was a lot of fun and, uh, played with him in Madrid, you know, and, uh, He's still, like I said, he's still, he's still doing it. You know, he he won three Tritons, I think, in the last couple of years. So he he's just always going to be Ivy, I guess. Cool, he's just a legend. Um, yeah, he's up there for me, also. Although these days I don't respect pure talent as much as I used to. Sure. Um, I mean, I respect actually more that he like changed the way he he changed he changed a bit over time. Actually, he um. In, in a few different ways, he did, and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear a bit more what he's got to say. But we can uh, dream; we'll see. Anyway, uh, I gotta go. But it's been great having you on, Jeremy. If you want to promote anything or any last words that you have in mind, or any um, any potential songs you've got, uh, want to throw out there, or whatever, anything. You could say, but um, otherwise, it's great having you. Thank you. I, I appreciate being here. It was fun. I'm not really promoting anything, but you know, if you haven't listened to the poker song, check check it out. Check it out, and I'll probably have a couple more. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, thanks. What's for the having. name of the What's the name of the poker song? So there's um, the Poker Gods one, Hey Mighty Poker Gods, and then there's um, Pocket Jacks, Pocket Jacks of mine, Jacks of mine. Um, so they're what's, both. Like, I, just quickly, I did kind of rip them off. Like, there are other songs, I just changed the words. So, maybe I'll come out with a full original one for my next one. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, those, those seem kind of out my alley. Uh, I'm a fan of the Poker Gods songs. Poker Gods need a, uh, need a shout out to, shout out to the Poker Gods and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, That's it. Yeah. Hope, hope, uh, they hooked me up on uh, getting a bluff through against uh, Falcons that had no shot of getting through. (laughs) So, um, yeah, pretty sweet. Anyway, thank you for your time. Thanks, bud.